welcome you to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macknell. It's Thursday, final week of this Eagles 2016 season. And we're getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys, which to me, Glenn, still gets the blood boiling. Well, to me it does as well because it's the Dallas Cowboys. I know the game has no literal meaning whatsoever. It doesn't affect the Eagles' draft position, certainly not in the first round. It, the Eagles aren't going to the playoffs. The Cowboys are locked in. But they still wear the star, and they still wear that blue and silver. And it's still a regular season game. So, Dave, I'm into it. Are they the best team in the NFC? In the NFC? Well, the record is the best. I do not think they will get to the Super Bowl, though. I think their defense is flawed. I think their pass rush isn't there. I think they're playing with a rookie quarterback. I'll say they don't go to the Super Who goes? Bowl. Green Bay's the hottest team, yeah, right? And Green Bay's d- d- right. They're not even in the playoffs yet. They have to win. Green Bay kind of um, they got their defense back together after they were so horrible. Kind of got it together against the Eagles and then kept it running. I have to pick one team, I'll take Green Bay. It is amazing, Glenn, how teams at times in years past have gotten better at the expense of the Eagles. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is certifiably on fire. Yeah, he's great. Jordy Nelson, their defense worked oh, it out. Oh, yeah. Well, we wait for the day when the Eagles are in that position and won't be long. Busy day at the NovaCare Complex on Thursday. The players in the locker room talking about the finale. Let's get you caught up with everything happening with the Philadelphia Eagles today. Our 360 update with Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. Well, the playoffs may be out of reach for the Eagles, but there is still plenty to play for in Sunday's regular season finale against the Dallas Cowboys. Today, inside the locker room, we heard from Nelson Aguilar, Lane Johnson, and Benny Logan on what they're playing for in this final game. Well, it's it's what's in front of us right now, so that's the most important thing. And, you know, some people can use that because it's another opportunity to put something on film. You know, we might do some really special things offensively. Some guys might really show their strengths. And at the end of the day, my responsibility is myself, and I plan on going out there and just trying to execute what comes my way and just play hard. Well, I need to play excellent from here, from here on out. So if we can just get a win, if we can, you know, put a dent in their ribs before they hit the hit playoffs, uh, that'd be a good thing. But, you know, I don't know if they're going to play their starters. I mean, nobody really knows, but if they do, uh, I want them to go, you know, full tip. I want to win. Uh, that's the most thing. Uh, we got to win, you know, last Thursday night. Just to finish the season, you know, two wins at home is a great thing. A great thing for the fans and a great thing for us, just building towards, you know, what the next season is going to be, and the OTAs and all season things like that. So the most important thing we want to do is win uh, Sunday and just go from there. Speaking of Nelson Aguilar, he's had his struggles this year in his third NFL season, but he did bounce back with a 40-yard touchdown against the New York Giants last Thursday, and he's hoping to build some momentum off of that into next season. Well, every opportunity I capitalize on uh, is something to grow from and to, to use to, you know, as, you know, as an example of how to execute or, you know, how to make plays. And, you know, just the point about it is you make those plays, know that you're capable and continue to grow. And finally, we'll close things out with an injury update. No Jordan Matthews again at practice for the Eagles as he deals with an ankle injury. Meanwhile, Alan Barber with his injured hamstring and Jordan Hicks with his injured ankle were both limited in today's practice. For anything you may have missed from today inside the locker room, stay right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thanks so much, Alex. We will find out more about the Dallas Cowboys a bit later in the show when we go behind enemy lines. Glenn will have his bold predictions. Still. Okay. One more. Why not? Right. Coming up next on Eagles 360, defensive end Brandon Graham has had himself a heck of a season. He'll be in studio to talk about it. 
Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. You say crazy, I say crafty. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafty, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. He is BG, Brandon Graham in the house with Dave Spadaro here. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Got that smile going. You know, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I, I understand what's going on. We got the Cowboys next, and, and we're done for the season. But overall, we got another opportunity to go out there and show what we can do. How close, Brandon? You've been here long enough to know a playoff team from a non-playoff team. How close are the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, we are very close, and uh, I'm excited to see what Howie and those guys do this offseason. And, you know, um, just just to help this team win because we want one play away from, you know, winning all those games because, you know, most of them were self-inflicting too. Tell me a little bit about the defense. I talked to you so many times in the preseason training camp, and the idea was that the Eagles were going to just wreak havoc nonstop. Offenses have changed the way they've played to get the football out. Has that kind of been the biggest deterrent to you having more than five and a half sacks and Fletch? We all thought double-digit sacks for everybody on the front line. Yeah, and I think – um, disrupting was the biggest thing for us, too, because we know if you disrupt the quarterback, that's just as good. And But I think, um, yes, we, we would love double digits, but at the same time, we won games because we was disruptive out there and we stopped the run and we, we played together. And all, all you really want is 11 guys going out there playing together, communicating. And I think that's where we shot ourselves in the foot a lot was the communication sometimes because it's not that we not playing hard. It's just really, you know, communications off of one or two plays and that could change the game, you know, uh, sometimes. And for us, I think, you know, the numbers down, but yes, they do, you know, just kind of game plan us, which is, which is a good thing. And we just all just need to, you know, make our plays when they come. You are a 4-3 defensive end. You want to stay a 4-3 defensive end forever now? Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I would love to, but I understand it's the game and you never know what might happen, but I'm just happy that I adjusted well in the 3-4, but um, I, I'm, we're not going to talk about that because we're going to stay in a 4-3 okay. right now. What do you think you're better, <laughs> what, what you better at, 3-4, 4-3? 4-3, uh, because, yeah. um, you know, coming out of my, my uh, coming from a three-point stance is a lot better than, and you're more ready than standing up because you see too much when you stand up. Uh, you're locked on the ball when you're in the three-point, so I think uh, that's a good strength of mine. I see you at times cheating inside. It's like you are reading a play and then you stand up and kind of start cheating inside, and then you run down the line and you're making a great – is that something that you have seen on film? 
that you're cheating? I mean, explain that. Or am I, am I making this up in my brain? Uh, Coach Schwartz dials in, you know, um, some of the, you know, plays. And, you know, during the week, you kind of learn what they like to do. And um, he, he tells me, you know, it's on you to have a take it call if you want to. And um, I, all I got to do is communicate it with the linebacker because it switches his gap to outside. And, you know, uh, it, I, I feel the gap that's inside. So I think uh, I've been doing a good job as far as knowing exactly when to do it. And then, um, you know, it's just certain times when you see certain things that you kind of went through and film and talked to the coach about and they felt comfortable and I did. So they kind of give me the leeway. If we see it, take it, you know, because if we all on the same page, he'll, he'll uh, cover me just, to, I mean, you know, when I take the inside, I just got to communicate it. Brandon, what will be the thing that you most associate with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2016? When the season is done and you're sitting there going, well, this is the season that was, what will you think about? Uh, this was the season that I learned how to be more of a leader, more of a vocal leader. Uh, I learned, um, you know, uh, like what a family, I mean, man, because our backs was up against the wall for when we went on that two and seven stretch. And we all got, you know, got tight and, you know, we all stayed together as family and we and we, and we went through it together. And I think that showed me a lot uh, because, you know, I, I grew up, I'm the oldest and I don't have no brothers. And this year I felt like I, I fared off and people helped me, you know, become a, a, a good leader. And um, even though we didn't get the results we wanted, we understand that we was in all those games. And really it's just the mistakes that we have to clean up uh, going into next year. And I think we did did that this last game. We, we finished the game uh, when it was on our backs as a defense. And I think uh, it'll catapult us next year if we, if we do the same thing this game. What will the level of intensity be like in the locker room on Sunday? Will it be as it is for every regular season game? Will it be something special because it's the last game? What's it going to be like? Uh, it's going to be intense. It's the Cowboys. You know, if you can't get jacked up for this one, even I don't care who's not playing or anything. We just want to go out there and send a message, you know, for next year. And I think uh, it's always good when you can end well um, uh, with a win. And you are a first alternate to the Pro Bowl. Congratulations on that. Thank you. What will it mean to you to be in Orlando? It means so much to me because I've been through a lot here. Um, I've been through the lows and, and now the high high part of being here. And hopefully, you know, it can stay in the highs. Uh, I think it's just the perseverance that I kind of, you know, push myself to go through, especially during the hard times, like not really whining about uh, things ain't the way it's supposed to be. Just keep working. And I, th I think that uh, it, it's that much more to me now because I got a baby girl and a wife, and I think that was a big part on why, you know, what helped me focus more in football, and I think it's showing, and, man, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that, that this day is here. Yeah, and the, and the rest of the league shows you some respect. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty you cool. You got a name in the league now. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, man, because, um, you know, I was the guy with the short arms and all that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't play DN in this league, and um, I'm just happy that it was, it was the years of, of, of our – of us being short with the short arms, but you just got to have the motor. You got to have something that you could bring to the table, and I think uh, my effort is what I pride myself on the most. Brandon, finally, as a Michigan man, will you root for Ohio State in the bowl championship series playoffs? No, nah, Clemson about to win. You okay. know, I already talked to Jenkins already. Right. We good. <laughs> he, he got you already once, right? Oh, he got me once, but he know they stole one. I give it to him. <laughs> a win is a win because I would have took it too. Uh, that's so. exactly right. Anyway, Brandon, thanks. Good luck on Sunday. Beat the Cowboys. Thank you. Brandon Graham in studio. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Rico makes information work for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music 
but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles to book your trip today. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. We are back. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack. Now time now for Glenn to give us his final bold predictions of 2016. And this one's tougher than ever. Because we don't know who's going to play, what it's going to mean, how it's going to play out. But we'll do it anyway, Dave. Maybe my I'll do better than my average. Okay. You never know. Uh, Doug Peterson is going to want to win this game. It's going to be an important thing for him to try to finish well. He's down to two running backs, right? Byron Marshall and Darren Sproles. What that tells me is that Darren Sproles is going to get it over trusting a rookie. So it's going to be Darren Sproles. He is going to have his most touches of the season, which would be 21. He is going to have his most yards, total yards of the season, which will be passing 128. He's going to have them both. Darren Sproles, and talked about this with Frank Reich this week, what a remarkable athlete who has seemingly shown no slowdown, no lack of quickness, no loss of burst. How long can he go, Glenn? Uh, one more year. Okay. There we go. And I think, and I think that's what you do. I think you take him one more. His salary is pretty affordable. He brings so much to the team in terms of catching passes, running when you need him to run. He's a good blocker, punt returns, leadership. His contract is not outrageous. One more year. Okay. All right. That's number, a bonus bold prediction. There you have it. Bold prediction number two. There are lots of NFL rookie records up for grabs on Sunday. One's going to happen. One is not going to happen. The easiest and most obvious is that Carson Wentz needs three more completions to set the all-time rookie record. That's not so bold, but that's going to happen in the first quarter. The second is that Zeke Elliott needs 178 yards to break Eric Dickerson's all-time rookie rushing record. Now, Jerry Jones has been very coy about whether they're going to go for this. He said, and you interpret this, Dave Spadaro. Yes, I will. He will certainly play and play a lot, and you can never tell. He might find a good running situation up there. I think he'll approach that record. Lousy impersonation. Hey, you terrible, do better. Terrible Texas twang. I think if Jerry, if Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett play Ezekiel Elliott more than two seconds, it's a complete waste of time. It's nothing. It benefits nobody. It's not a, it's not a game of individual records, and as much as we hate to say it and dread the thought, the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender, and that guy is one of the prime, prime reasons. So 
Playing Prescott, playing Elliott makes no sense. Well, I think he'll play them both like the first quarter or whatever, which is which what again, happens in no, these games. It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, uh, Prescott, or excuse me, Elliott's going to get like 50 yards, 40 yards, and then he's going to be out of the game. Okay. All right, so here's the last record, and here's the last bold prediction. Dak Prescott is going for a huge record. Uh, both the Cowboys' record wins regular season. They've never had 14 by a quarterback. And the rookie record for wins, 13 now, is uh, tied by he and Ben Roethlisberger. He's going for 14. He's not going to get it. He will start. He will play. And then they're going to go to Mark Sanchez. And the Eagles will win the game. Okay. That's the bold prediction. That is bold. And we've got two more bold predictions from Glenn Mack now coming up on the kickoff show presented by Exalta. And that airs at noon on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. On Sunday, we've got you covered all day into the night as the Eagles conclude, sadly, this 2016 season. When we return to Eagles 360, we go behind enemy lines. What a season for the Dallas Cowboys. 13-2 coming into this game. We'll talk about it as much as we have to. <laughs> behind enemy lines is next here on Eagles 360. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu. Now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. Share the tradition of Eagles football with a young fan in your life. Eagles Kids Club memberships include a welcome kit featuring an Eagles flag, sunglasses, lanyard, bracelet, and more. Members also enjoy access to exclusive kids-only events like the Eagles Halloween Party and Swoop's Birthday Bash, as well as discounts to Junior Pro Day and Junior Cheer Clinics. Kids Club memberships are just $20 each, so sign up today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one-two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. We are back here. It's Eagles 360. Time for Glenn and I to step aside. Chris McPherson, behind enemy lines. David Hellman, DallasCowboys.com. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson. And yes, it is the final edition of Behind Enemy Lines for the 2016 season presented by Gatorade. And to preview the season finale against the, yes, NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys, we welcome back David Hellman, staff writer for DallasCowboys.com. And David, my first question for you is this. Jerry Jones has said that there's no reason to change the game plan from a playing time standpoint for Sunday's matchup. Is he throwing a curveball, or do you think that we could see the starters for Dallas for all four quarters, even though everything for them is already clinched? I certainly think you're going to see some starters in this game, but I think that was Jerry, maybe a little bit of gamesmanship on Jerry Jones's part. 
Uh, you know, like you said, not a whole lot to gain, win or lose in this ball game. I can't imagine guys like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Des Bryant are playing all four quarters. Obviously, you're talking about a 46-man roster, so there's no way you can sit every single player on this team. But you're talking about your starting quarterback, your starting running back. I, I expect to see uh, some backups take the field at some point in this game. Maybe uh, second, third quarter, after halftime. Uh, certainly, I can't see everybody going all 60 minutes, though. David, Jerry left out the possibility that Zeke Elliott will have a chance to get the rookie rushing record. Would need a huge performance, obviously. Do you think that he'll actually have an honest shot at it, or is it one of those things where we'll see how the first quarter goes, and then it's like, all right, Zeke, we'll put you in bubble wrap and make sure you're good for two weeks uh, in the divisional round? I got to think that's wishful thinking. I made the joke earlier uh, today. I mean, if by some chance Ezekiel Elliott popped off two 80-yard touchdowns, he would still be short of the record. So you're talking about – if he was going to do it, he would first of all need to set a career high. He's about 178 yards away, I believe. Uh, he would need to set a career high. He'd probably need you know, upward of 20, 25 carries to get it done against a defense like this. I, I don't see the point. If he was going to have a shot at the record, I think he needed to have a better night against Detroit. Obviously, he kind of sat out of the fourth quarter of that one with the score being the way it was. Um, and I just, I just don't see the point. I think he probably gets, you know, a quarter or two of work just to stay fresh, but uh, I, I think Dickerson's going to keep the record. David, Tyron Smith, you know, suffered the knee injury against Detroit. We'll be back for the playoffs. Doesn't look like that he'll play Sunday against the Eagles. Do you think that impacts the decision where if Dak Prescott does come out of the game that we may see Mark Sanchez over Tony Romo to give Sanchez the reps and also a chance to face his former team in the Eagles? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, you know, if we're being honest here, uh, still a couple days to go before the game, but I expect it to be Sanchez going against his old team if Dak does, in fact, come out. I just don't see a whole lot of reward in putting Tony Romo into this game, and I don't think the Cowboys do either. Like you said, Tyron Smith's not expected to play. Ronald Leary showed up on the injury report today, the starting left guard. So you're talking about putting, you know, 36-year-old Tony Romo, who's had injury issues, into a game with, you know, second and third string type of players. And for what, really? I mean, maybe 20, 25 snaps in a game that doesn't mean a whole lot for either team. Uh, I think they would rather have him 100% healthy for a potential playoff run than worry about getting him those snaps. So like I said, if, if Dak comes out or when he comes out, I, I would imagine it'll be Sanchez. David, the last time the Eagles and the Cowboys met, it was a Sunday night thriller back in week eight. The Cowboys rallied from a 10-point deficit and won the game in overtime. The Eagles have only won two games since that point, so certainly it was a turning point for them. Was it a similar moment for the Cowboys in terms of keeping them on track, keeping them on pace to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs? I think the thing that stands out for me from that game is that, you know, we'd already seen the Cowboys win some big games. They beat the Packers at Lambeau Field a couple weeks before that. They beat a good Cincinnati team at the time. The thing that stands out for me is that was one of the worst games of Dak Prescott's season. He had a passer rating of 79. I think that's his second worst of the season, right up there with his performances against the Giants, which were obviously losses. But it was probably his worst performance where he still managed to get it together and pull together a win. You know, They were down by 10 in the fourth quarter. He'd been inaccurate. He'd thrown an interception. Just hadn't looked like you know, the uncharacteristic guy that he had been all this year. Still managed to piece it together and bring them back for an overtime win. Obviously, you know, that, that drive in overtime where they didn't give the ball back to the Eagles and went down and, and found Jason Witten in the end zone is, is one of the two or three biggest moments of the year. So, like I said, it, I guess it was we already knew the Cowboys were good by then, but that was when I think I learned that they could play poorly and still manage to come out with a win. It was a really impressive performance. 
David, a year ago at this time, the Eagles and the Cowboys both were getting ready to, for the offseason. Neither team made the playoffs. But the Cowboys were in last place in the division, and all of a sudden now, you know, a chance to win 14 games potentially. They have the number one seed in the NFC. Was changing things around as simple as drafting Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott? Or what do you think was the biggest key to the team's turnaround in just one year going from worst to first? You know, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to Ezekiel Elliott. He's been incredible. I fully expect him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or, you know, at least contend with Dak for it one way or the other. I think it all comes down to quarterback play. You go back to 2014, Tony Romo had the year, the best season of his career. Cowboys won the division, got into the second round of the playoffs. He gets hurt last year, obviously, in week two in a win against Philadelphia, and everything kind of fell apart because the Cowboys didn't have an answer at quarterback. It's not like the running game dropped off. Darren McFadden was an 1,100-yard rusher. I don't think he's quite as good as Elliott. I think pretty much anybody would agree with that, but they were still running the ball successfully. The defense was keeping them in games. They lost, I believe, seven games by a touchdown or less last year. That was a competitive team. I know the record didn't look like it, but they weren't getting their doors blown off uh, hardly. I, I think they lost maybe two games by double-digit points or more. So what changes? You draft a quarterback. Obviously, nobody could have predicted Dak Prescott would be as amazing as he has been. But the difference for this team is just having a competent quarterback who can move the offense, keep things ahead of the chains, find the open receiver, and open up the passing game for the running game. Obviously, Dak's been able to do that. And you know, having a competent, confident quarterback has made all the difference for this team, just like it did two years ago. David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. Thank you for taking us behind enemy lines one final time this year, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Glenn, you know, I wrote about this the other day. Uh, that game in Arlington, Texas, Eagles 10-point lead, fourth quarter, mm. to me was a real pivot point in the season for Philadelphia. Then Eagles lose to the Giants, and then from that point on, second half of the season has been very difficult to get victories. Do you agree with that point that that loss in Dallas was so critical? Yeah, the loss in Dallas was terrible because you had the 10-point lead. You had every opportunity to win that game. They should have won that game. You can question some of the coaches' decisions, some of the plays. Yeah, they should have. Uh, that one, to me, and the other big turning point of the season was the Ryan Matthews fumble sure. on a game that they had iced. Sure. And you, you can't have him back. We all say your record is what you are. You are what your record is. But, um, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love the takeover on it, those. It really is amazing. For the, Brian, for the Ryan Matthews fumble, yeah. for the 10-point loss in Dallas, in Arlington, Texas specifically, that's two wins. That's a, this is an 8-7 eight and, eight, eight and seven team going into the finale. Yeah, I know. But you, you can't do that. I know you, you, can't can, do that. you can do it every year, and you can also do it with games that they won. The other team can say the same thing. But, yeah, in, a, in, a, in our fantasy world that we'd love to have, yeah. I want those two back. And, really, the game is about a play here, a play there in the NFL. So there you have it. One more segment to go here on Eagles 360. We'll be back with our Amorosos on the menu segment and some final thoughts. Eagles and the Cowboys getting ready for Sunday's finale. Love me tender. Love me sweet. The stronger the love, Let me go. the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone. My life complete. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge. 
Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Our final segment here, Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. Got a busy day for you on Friday. Let's take a look. Our Amorosa's on the menu segment. Howard Eskin, my co-host. We've got an old school all 22 look back at a great Eagles Cowboys moment. And Doug Peterson meets the media for the final time before the final game of the season. Amoroso's, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Glenn, instead of asking you about the game, what would you like to see happen in the offseason? Well, I think the Eagles are going to have to retool a couple of units, um, cornerback, wide receiver, and running back. And they're not going to have a ton of money under the cap to do it. They're going to have to draft very well, and they're going to have to sign free agents wisely. And that, that's it. There are going to be names that come in that we may not know, but they're going to have to score with. Well, and the good news is the draft is loaded with running backs. Yeah. And there are good cornerbacks. Yeah. And there are some very good wide receivers. Yeah, and I think that's your first three rounds, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Whatever I, order you take it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it as, as the offseason goes along here. But let's gonna, finish you're up. You're going to push for an edge rusher. Let's, yeah, that's exactly right. right. Let's finish the season strong here. Why not? Yeah, you want the win. Yeah, yeah we, we've harkened back to how Andy Reid was 3-11 and his first year, won the last two. Second year, they make the playoffs. Yeah. That's a good template. That's a good template. Glenn Macnell, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.